Welcome to episode 36 of the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, Pooja K. McClymont. Thank you so much for listening today. Before we get into this episode, I want to share with you something that I've been working on. For the past year, I've been wanting to offer you a program that is affordable, effective, and available to you all the time. Because quite frankly, you never know when you'll need support. I've created the Confidence Club, which launched last week. It's a club for go-getters who want to up-level their work and personal lives. The focus of the program is to build self-esteem and self-belief so that you can build the self-confidence to pursue your goals. I've extended the launch price of only £20 a month for my podcast listeners. There's a private Facebook group where we will inspire, support and motivate each other. A weekly live Q&A with me for bespoke guidance. I'll be sharing tools and resources to help you move towards your goals and we'll have special guests to further support your self-development journey. Bonuses include a monthly group coaching session for up to 10 people where you can really get to the core of any challenges you're facing, as well as monthly online retreats to help with de-stressing and refocusing. If this sounds right up your street, then send me a DM over on Instagram at franklycoaching. Now... On to today's show. In this episode, I get to interview my friend, Kate Burton, who is sharing her journey from the corporate world to making chocolates, yum, and now living through her purpose as a Pilates and meditation teacher. Kate and I met in a local Facebook group for women almost two years ago now. I was looking to attend Stylist Live with someone and she offered to go with me. We hit it off from our first coffee together. I love her calm, warming energy. We discovered that we had common goals and started to support each other however we could. Kate joined the Frankly Unstoppable retreat in Spain last year, both as an attendee and as our super amazing Pilates teacher. I wanted to share her incredible soul with the rest of the group and to help her build self-confidence within her teaching practice. Fast forward a year. And Kate now hosts four Pilates classes a week. She's a meditation teacher and has a very clear vision of her purpose. Kate's personality is strong, determined, but understated. She has the ability to offer support and guidance without judgment and just pure kindness. The interview includes how Kate moved from corporate life to creating a chocolate business and discovering her purpose through Pilates. We talk about having a side hustle and how she chose to go back to office life. We touch upon the retreat in Spain and how it helped her self-development journey and how she is shaping her life now. I'm excited to say that if you're a member of the Confidence Club, Kate will be sharing meditation videos for you to try, which you will have access to forever. Hi, Kate. Hi, Pooja. It's so weird doing a Zoom call with you. That's a podcast. <laughs> like, doing coaching. And... Just chatting. Yeah, doing that. Feel... Yeah, I feel almost a little bit nervous, like I'm being interviewed, but yeah, it's all good. Oh, I know. It feels like that. And it's weird because I get nervous as well doing it because I think it's because I'm aware that it's recording and I'm going to use it to put it out somewhere. It's just very... Yeah, yeah, funny, isn't it? But I really appreciate you doing this. I know we've been trying to do this for almost a year now, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think a minute. Yeah, we speak like every week, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah, so I've just introduced you as my 
friend because I think we have we've got into the friend zone now for sure um, and how we met but I really wanted to share your journey actually with the listeners because I know that you're inspiring to me and you're inspiring to a lot of other people and uh, we were joking about your um, your calm energy the other day because you're rebranding as calm energy on you. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe that was coincidental. Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've written that post um, about, yeah, about you being a founding member ages ago. Well, not ages ago, but like a week before I saw that you started changing the name and I was like, oh, look at that. Totally serendipitous. <laughs> Entity. Exactly. So, yeah, let's get into it. So, um, you obviously I know that you've had you've worked in the corporate world and then after the corporate world you or during corporate world you discovered chocolates (laughs) and pilates which is a very interesting mix so why don't you tell us a little bit about corporate life and where the chocolate inspiration came from and then obviously pilates yeah sure um so I guess my background for many years has been in um advertising and I think I, I just reached a point in my life, uh, I think I was in my 30s, where I was just finding it really draining, um, stressful quite a lot of the time, um, unsatisfying really. Um, and maybe part of that was the lack of creativity. Um, I think with most people, they kind of probably do something at university that doesn't necessarily then lead to the type of work um, aligning with that. And that was my case. And I guess the I just needed something. I guess I was always looking for hobbies and things to do that helped me get that kind of creativity that I yearned. Um, and one of the things I really enjoyed is cooking, and I, I'm a massive chocoholic. So the, the chocolate thing actually came about um, partly through the, my job at the time, as they offered a scheme where they give you... Um, a certain amount of budget every year to do a course non-work related um, as long as you kind of told everyone what you'd done what you'd learned or brought in what you've made um, so I did a chocolate making course really loved it did one the following year got into kind of the cake side as well and then um, for a few years at least it was really a hobby um, you know, it required quite a lot of investment to make it a business. So I wasn't quite ready for that. So I wasn't sure whether I wanted to make it a business. But eventually I was getting really good feedback from what I was producing. I was doing friends' wedding favours, things like that. Um, and I just thought, yeah, I've, I did reach a stage in my life. I was like, I need something else. I need a potential alternative option, I guess, work-wise. So I... I, yeah, with the support of my partner at the time, who, who kind of, you know, I, at times I do lack confidence in myself to put myself out there, and he really kind of gave me that like nudge to um, encouragement to kind of do it. Started out doing markets um, and selling my products, got into events, online selling, and it kind of gradually grew and. I really enjoyed the kind of creative side of it. Um, it was fun uh, to make things. It was fun um, to see people enjoying what I was do- making or doing at the events. Um, and it was kind of became my like little baby business. Um, 
The only downside was it was quite seasonal. Um, so that's, I guess, where the Pilates came in eventually. Um, I was kind of jog- still juggling corporate life with the chocolates on the side. And I, I thought, what could I do that potentially will work around the chocolate business um, and potentially allow me to maybe take a step away from the corporate side? Um, and I've been doing Pilates as a student for many years really loved it it actually helped me um get over some like back pain shoulder pain that i sort of sometimes suffer from mm-hmm. um and i don't really know where it came from um in terms of like why i decided i want to be an instructor but um i thought i guess maybe it'd be really nice to work with people um so the chocolate business is a little bit like isolating i guess working on your own uh, but this would give me that opportunity to be around people, to help people. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got into the Pilates. So turning a passion, like your passion for going to classes, into yeah. a business. I love that. And, yeah, I can understand that, that chocolates would be quite lonely if it's just you making and then you just sort of send out and really all you're getting is feedback, but there's no like real collaboration in that process. And I guess with Pilates, it's, that you're seeing somebody grow as well, which is, you know, it's satisfying as a teacher to see somebody grow through the work that you've learned and you're sharing. And also the feedback that you get is obviously seeing them improve, right? You get that Absolutely. satisfaction. I think that's awesome. So it's interesting that you said that you were, you were in advertising, but it wasn't very creative. So that I find that a bit of a... <laughs> contradiction so how why wasn't your role in advertising creative well I guess at times it could be but I guess I got to that level where I became a bit more of a kind of people manager um also uh the the business or agency I was working for uh for many years actually kind of shifted um and the role I was doing um kind of changed uh and I they gave me another opportunity to kind of maybe do a, still have my toe in the water there mm-hmm. um, or but also kind of maybe fill a gap that they needed on the kind of operational side uh, resource management um, and then eventually I ended up migrating across into that role full time um, and I guess there were a couple of reasons for that there was one that no, I quite fancied a change. I really, I, the parts of that role I enjoyed were working with p- internal people. Didn't have the stress of clients. Mm-hmm. Still had the stress of internal people sometimes, but um, just easier to work with Yeah, <laughs> um, when you know them well and they know you well and you're, look, you're kind of looking out for each other. Um, but the other reason was actually that the role on client side, it's very... Um, well, you need to be available like mm. all week um, and, and all the time, basically. So uh, this other role allowed me to kind of, it allowed me more flexible working. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a bit of a longer term vision of, you know, I could do this role part time while also doing other things that I wanted to do. Yeah. So that, that role became less creative through doing that. But ultimately... I still wasn't really getting the, 
the I guess it's hands-on creativity yeah um, that I was lacking yeah well it almost I guess that role almost gave you the opportunity to be creative and then obviously you know yeah you are today so what was it like working and setting up the side hustle essentially like what did life look like was it really busy was it very tiring long you know did you end up having really lo- long uh, long days late nights that kind of thing your energy levels what was going uh, on <laughs> yeah I mean, you've basically taken the words out of my mouth okay. yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna lie it was it was tough it really hard work um I guess you know the first few years of you know, doing Pilates has only been in the last maybe couple of years. But, yeah. Um, so for probably four years before that, I was doing the juggling of the corporate side and the chocolate business, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was really tough because I was only just at first I was doing a full time corporate job and then doing chocolate at the weekend selling markets, um, and then gradually I was able to do more flexible working in the corporate space and then increase my chocolate time but I was doing everything um you know setting up a brand in the chocolate business producing the products doing the marketing sales um building a website um photographing my products for the website it was a lot of work it was a really steep learning curve like enjoyable most of the time but it did mean that I would you know it it kind of gave me the balance I needed in terms of creativity and not the daily nine to five and kind of commuting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But in terms of work-life balance, I'm not sure it was <laughs> ideal. It was, um, yeah, I mean, it was because I referred to the seasonality on the chocolate side, like seasonally very busy from like from Halloween into yeah. Christmas, obviously. Then you've got Valentine's and Easter. Those are the key seasonal periods. Mm-hmm. So outside of those, I could be working four or five days a week, really, if I wanted to in the corporate world um, and be able to kind of keep the chocolate thing going on the side. But as soon as we hit, hit peak time, it was crazy. Um, even working three days a week uh, in an office at Christmas, I was literally, you know, from end of November up to Christmas, I'd be working every evening yeah every weekend I mean I remember I remember the first year we met and we were trying to like put a date in the diary for December and you were like there's nothing in December I have no I, yeah I basically cancelled my social life um, yeah. <laughs> from the end of November yeah. I have no Christmas until Christmas, yeah. Eve, Christmas day <laughs> Okay, so not great for work-life balance. And it's, it's, I mean, you know, for anyone setting up a business, because you are everything in that business, you are the marketing manager, the social media, the website developer, the, you know, every single role, that you do spend more time doing the marketing of your business than you are actually doing the producing. And then when you get to that point where you're producing as well, you still need to do the marketing. Yeah, <laughs> and that gets it's crazy when you're, when you're making products. Yeah. Um, instead of selling you know products that were already supplied it's mm. it yeah there's just so much where it, it takes over and I was really one man band yeah most of the time I could draw in the odd kind of friend who I pay to kind of help me out peak seasons but they couldn't really make the products they would just help with packaging or little other bits and pieces um, sometimes help me out at seasonal markets but yeah it 
it was intense. <laughs> but worth it. Yes, they were definitely huge rewards, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I saw some of your chocolates and hopefully um, if you can send me some pictures, I'll add them into the video so people can see what, what we're talking about when we talk about Kate's chocolates. They are awesome. Not tasted yeah. one yet, by the way, Kate, just <gasps> FYI. Never I'm going to send you one. some right after but, this call. Yes. <laughs> I support the cause. Anyway, so you, interestingly, we met on a Facebook group and I was looking for, I was like Billy No Mates in this local women's uh, Facebook group when I was living in Tottenham. And I was looking for somebody to go to Stylist Live with. And I kind of wanted to go with somebody who was in a similar boat of, you know, having a startup business and open to suggestion with, you know, what we could gain from Stylist Live. And I love that you said you were up for it. And after, like, we met for our sort of, uh, is she a freak <laughs> coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I realised no actually both of us completely normal let's do this and then we went to Stone Slam and I think Micah came as well didn't he for, yeah. our, for our intro coffee highlight for me sorry Pooja <laughs> and he was he was really on one as well wasn't he because I think I picked him up from nursery or something and uh yeah so <laughs> so we sort of hit it off there we're what two years now right I think is it yeah easily yeah I think something like that and so when we met you were doing you were very much chocolate focused and Pilates was starting and you weren't working at the time you'd sort of taken that decision to not work focus on chocolates and and obviously develop Pilates but then last year you decided to work like in an office we'll just we'll just call it working in an office <laughs> you decided to work in an office and I remember at the time we spoke you, you mentioned that you know doing the chocolates is very lonely and you know the Pilates business you still wanted to do some training and stuff and what was happening then what made you make that decision to go back to working yeah so that time I think um well I had a period basically where I did chocolates pretty much 100% of the time um, for about four or five months. Um, and it, I just actually found it really lonely, um, really isolating. Yes, I did do the odd event where I'd go to offices and do kind of pop-ups mm-hmm. for, you know, an hour or two. But generally, I was working from home almost the whole time. Uh, it was during winter months as well, which maybe didn't help. Um, less opportunities to kind of get outside and get some vitamin D. Um, but I, yeah, I had to kind of really be honest with myself. Um, a few other things were happening in my life at the time, but yeah, I think there was the loneliness and obviously I was, it was coming up to Easter. Um, by the time I was thinking, oh, I'm, I sh- I might want to go back and do an office job. And so the part of it was a financial reasons, knowing that, um, post Easter the chocolate business income would kind of reduce considerably mm. so I would need um, you know more income to just get by um, but also I I realized I missed the office environment okay um, so I missed having that kind of social mm. um, element you know people around you um, you know being able to chat uh, learn off other people also that structure um you know I'm not bad at structuring my days if I'm working for myself but you know you can get 
I don't know, there is something about knowing that you have to do this for this amount of time and then you can leave it behind and kind of live your your own personal life mm. so that that I realized I actually missed which was a really interesting revelation for me <laughs> um so yeah I I decided I mean actually a, an opportunity came my way before I'd started to look um so it was maybe fate um but yeah I I just finished that job but I was contracting there for just over yeah. a year it was, I did the it was same thing yeah, I did the same thing. So I've been nurturing my coaching business for about four years, literally since Micah was born, because I was made redundant from my job. So I had no job to go back to. And I was like, you know what, this is clearly a sign. And, you know, start doing it. So I've been building it up, but, at, you know, as a side hustle, essentially, which wasn't the original focus. I was just like, well, I'm on mat leave. I've got redundancy money. Let me focus on building this coaching business. And kind of like you, something fell into my lap that was easy money to then give me the space to not worry about my bills, which was marketing for a restaurant. And I knew the owners, so we were very easy to work with. I didn't have to sell myself. It was just, can you launch our restaurants like yeah sure and I initially took it on as a six-month project which ended up being four years later <laughs> so, and like I had so many opportunities where I was going to leave and just take the plunge into 100% effort into coaching only and with the coaching it was a lot about marketing and and that took a lot of time and then doing the marketing for somebody else's business again took a lot of time and you know I was getting paid by them so I had to do it well and I got to the point where I was like I need to leave I need to leave I need to put this time into my business (laughs) so many opportunities but I think I completely agree with you that loneliness being around other people did it was actually something to look forward to and I would physically go into their office by choice every Tuesday or the restaurant every Tuesday and I used to feel quite invigorated and I'd get all my work done whilst I was there and some some weeks I even went in another day in the week and it was just a nice break in my day. I mean, obviously I have a four-year-old, so for me, like, work is pleasure, <laughs> you know? We, we work for fun, <laughs> you know, going into an yeah. office for, for a lot of parents is the fun part of their day. I think, and yeah, I think it, gives you, um, it gives you energy, actually, kind of working mm. in an office environment sometimes, if you're working with the right people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also worth mentioning that I, I was doing Pilates at that time but I hadn't realized or appreciated how long it might take to kind of build that up right so while the obviously the intention was to have that as well as the chocolates um I was very new in that space at the time and I didn't go and work in a studio environment I chose to kind of build my own kind of customer base teaching locally um and then eventually I, I ended up working in corporate space as well but yeah at that time it's still very new and uh, I thought I'd you know instantly get about you know 20 15 people in my class you know yeah. within a month or two <laughs> it did not happen um, so yeah it, I think that was an unfortunate realization at the time that you know I I needed something else yeah 
it's, it's funny okay. that you said that about getting the 10, 15 clients in your class. <laughs> I feel exactly the same way. I was actually having a call with an ex-coaching um, client who's now become a friend. And it was, it was Jill, actually. You know Jill from oh, yeah. the retreat. Yeah. And uh, we were talking and, and she's really lovely. Like she's always very interested about where, you know, how my business is developing. And she, she's like, oh, it sounds really good, all the things that you're doing and blah, blah. I was like, yes. I said, but you know what I would like, Jill? This is my ideal. If I put a post out on social media, I expect you all to buy the product. (laughs) And I said, if you come to my website, I want you to make that phone call and I want you to buy the product. (laughs) And we were laughing about it. It It's like, but Pooja, this takes time. And I said, you know what? The the irony is in marketing, when when I've got my marketing hat on and somebody's paying me to tell them what to do in marketing. I always say to the client for every campaign, new activity you do, give it three to six months Mm -hmm. to get traction. You you have to allow three to six months for it to gain traction. And that's everything. So from SEO on your website to being recognized on social media, whatever it is you do, give it three to six months of that consistent activity. And then you'll start seeing results. And I'm and Jill was like, "Can you hear yourself?" I said, "Yes, I can hear myself." And I hadn't been applying that same theory, which is true, to myself. I was like, "No, but I put that so that that post was brilliant. That should have gained me more signups to my email. Why didn't it?" You know, and I we couldn't stop laughing. It was like. I, you want the results immediately. You're willing to do the work. Like you and I are obviously, we've got good work ethic. So we're willing to do the work, but there does come a point when you're, when you're building a business where you keep doing it, you keep doing it. And it's like, where are the results? And we don't realize that every one result you get is a result because your, your benchmark is zero, you know, every client. And I think the chocolate business at least has helped me understand that a little bit more in terms of, you know, yes, have expectations, but don't set them too high initially, be patient, yes. take time. It really does. Yes. And much longer than you anticipate, unfortunately. Yes, I think that's that's definitely <laughs> the big one. Definitely. Marketing business 101. Like, don't think it's going to happen as when you think it's going to happen. <laughs> So I wanted to move into, um, actually, because you were kind of a client, because you attended, um, frankly, Unstoppable Retreat in Spain last year, which, you know, was amazing. So amazing. And you and I obviously talked and I was like, come do Pilates, you know, like, just do it, use it try it, see how it goes, see what you think. And for me, it was really easy. Like, I basically didn't have to tell you anything. I was like, you know, keep it gentle. It's, it's not to, you know, um, to be Madonna at this point in Pilates, in their Pilates journey, just very much, you know, it could be an introduction to a lot of people, but the whole point of it was just to try something, you know, cause yoga is not for everybody. So it's okay if, you know, they've got options because we had Elisa doing yoga as well. So I would love it if you could share what you gained from the trip, both obviously, for yourself personally and also from I guess Pilates perspective yeah I mean yeah what a trip that was um and yeah I was lucky to be both a teacher and a participant in that and I think as a teacher it was really just interesting um to be able to 
practice in a different environment. So um, really interesting, actually, aspect of it was being able to spend that kind of week, almost a week anyway, with, um, with the people I was teaching. So really getting to know them quite quickly and quite well in a short, short space of time and then work with them every day on the Pilates and just see them grow, see myself grow. Yeah. Um, and also it was an amazing experience to be able to kind of work alongside, um, you know, other wellness experts, obviously putting you in that bucket. <laughs> and Alyssa. Um, it was really interesting to kind of learn from you both. Um, you guys having more experience and just, but just, you know, your outlooks and your approaches and your real kind of understanding of, of people and what they might need as individuals mm -hmm. as well as a group. So I learned from that. Um, and it was just, yeah, really interesting just adapting every day. I didn't go into it with a scripted class for every day. Mm -hmm. um, I obviously put something together on a daily basis ready for the class, but it was more based on what I'd learnt from that day or the previous day or from having conversations with individuals. Which is beautiful because then you're able to tailor the class for what people needed. So, exactly. and you know, that's, I think that honestly is a mark of a superb teacher is that you're not just, because it's like, it's like with coaching, people expect you to tell them what to do, but it, I can't tell you what to do. That would be mentoring. So it's guiding you to the answers yourself and it's being aware of what somebody needs, like you say, and you as an instructor, a teacher, if you can see what the room needs, you can then give them what you need. And I think that's better than you just saying, right, today we're going to focus on core. Today we're going to focus on arms. Today we're going to focus on this. It's more of a holistic approach to give people what they need. Yeah, because it was complementing, you know, the yoga that happened in the morning as well and the meditation as well as the intensity of the coaching maybe during the day and how people might be feeling, hmm. um, not just in body but in mind. So, yeah, that was really interesting. Um, and challenging as well for me, which which was great. Um, and then as a participant um, in all the activities as well, and the coaching, um, it was actually a bit of a wake-up call for me. Um, <laughs> I realised that I probably needed a bit of time out um, and to take care of myself a bit better. Um, yeah, see, yeah, I'm going through. I was going through a breakup that year, and I, I kind of needed to reevaluate my life and work out what I wanted to do next as, as me, but also I guess in a, a career frame of mind as well. So, yeah, it was, yeah, as I said, a bit of an awakening. It was quite an emotional time. Um, I was not necessarily expecting it to be, mm. um, but it was really healthy for me I think to I guess spend time with other people who are probably going through other challenges in, in their own lives um, and kind of sharing mm -hmm. and then also being given some tools like really valuable tools to help me work on myself and my future goals yeah. during and after mostly after actually um, it was like really useful because I think during I was kind of in the moment and like I said quite I found it quite an emotional experience suddenly opening up uh, about all the stuff that was happening and and so it was afterwards and I'd managed to kind of release that <laughs> and 
feel a bit more myself that I was able to kind of sit down and really like take a look at myself and work out where I want to go next but also just to say it was like the most stunning location yeah (laughs) amazing people really made it most of whom I think all of whom we've kept in touch with yeah and it was a lot of fun as well yeah yeah it was thank you it was it was it was definitely a lot of fun it was the longest retreat that I had hosted and prior to that the the longest trips I'd ever hosted were press trips and I you know those are journalists and we're not dealing with I'd say we're not dealing with emotions but sometimes there would be emotions on a press trip but basically it was the first time doing a you know almost a week-long retreat and you know for me as well there's there was learning process as I was going along too and I think the biggest one for me was actually I don't like the rigid sort of schedule because you do have to read the room and see what people need day you know day upon day and so I you know much to the dismay of some participants you know some days we swapped things around and you know didn't do as much of x and we did more of y so yeah that was a really good thing for me because it helps me now when I do when I create anything to allow for feeling out the group essentially feeling feeling the client and seeing what 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 they need that particular day so that that was good for me you mentioned it was um really emotional have you have you done anything like that before had you done something like that before um I had I mean I've done retreats but mostly um a kind of a couple of yoga retreats a bit more focused on um I guess the the yoga side of it and I guess spending time by by myself and and in small groups but I think the coaching side I'd also done bits of coaching but really more to address career style Mm -hmm. stuff um so this was kind of unique well I guess in its timing as well because of the relationship stuff that I was dealing with um and haven't really addressed mm-hmm. um so yeah it was just an interesting time to and and way to use coaching actually because it was I was looking at my personal life as well as my like future goals in in as a career you know yeah what I, want, what I want to do sort of everything together yeah so I remember on the on the retreat that something that came up for you was purpose, finding purpose and sort of understanding what that was and where to channel channel it, how to sort of like put it all together. And obviously, you and I have been speaking and I know that that's been something you've been working on. So what's the plan now? Have you incorporated purpose? Do you know what it is or have an idea? And, you know, because it's it's not necessarily definitive and its purpose is going to be dynamic based on where you are, what you're doing and different for different um, things in your life. But yeah, if you could just, what's going on? Yeah. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of work on this, especially recently given lockdown has given me a bit more headspace and time. And I think I have, uh, found or defined my purpose um, and that for me now is within the wellness space mm-hmm. um, from a career perspective and from a personal perspective. Um, how, does that, how does that actually make you feel now that you've, you've defined a purpose? How does that physically make you feel? 
God, really good because I think you probably know from my previous conversations, I've, I've found it hard to focus on one thing or like, and because I've been doing all these different things, you know, corporate, chocolates, Pilates, yeah. just spinning plates all the time. And it, it's been really hard to know what to put my energy into and work out what is the right thing for me. And so, yeah, it's a relief actually to find, <laughs> realize my purpose. Um, and I think what I had to do to get there as well was to be brutally honest with myself about like, I know the corporate space um, long-term isn't what, what I want to do, um, but like the chocolates, you know, it has been my bit, my baby, my business for, for a while. And that's really hard to let go of, but I have managed to be really honest with myself about, you know, the pros and cons um, of, of that business and weighed that up against like wellness. And although that's a fairly new industry for me, I just realized how much I'm, it's giving me right. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the opportunity to kind of work with, you know, work with and help people as well as work with, you know, like-minded other wellness experts as well. And, you know, there's potentially the opportunity to travel with it. There's, there's loads of opportunity. There's loads of diversity, um, but really importantly, it like gives me it's it's good for my well being and it it gives me that kind of people aspect. And the thing is, it doesn't mean that because you you've che- you've now like sort of honed in on a focus, which is the wellness industry, it doesn't mean that chocolates gets to disappear because I mean you and I have talked about it about incorporating chocolate making within a retreat like maybe doing a a cold retreat like going to Iceland or something we we we've talked about that haven't we and we were going to plan one for the yeah. <laughs> I mean that's, the great thing is you know I, I'll always have that skill I think that won't go away now um to like produce chocolate but maybe I'll look at it in a different way to incorporate it slightly in with wellness mm-hmm. or well-being or mindfulness anyway um so yeah maybe I won't let go of it 100% and I'm I'm not letting go of it right now yeah um, because I may need it for another year or so while I work on my kind of short medium long-term goals but yeah I think for me now it's I've got a lot more clarity and focus and direction on what I need to achieve in the short term medium term and long term and it's really exciting actually yeah when you when you can see it all like that it's just like oh that's why that didn't work because I hadn't done this bit and you know and then is that I mean I talk about it a lot in anything that I post but it's very much about you know what brings you joy what fills you up what makes you you know get out of bed in the morning and for me I had always earmarked March to, to July or April to July this year as solely focusing on my coaching business. And I'd even gotten to the point where I was like, I'm, I'm not going to work in marketing for that restaurant anymore. Even if I just take a hiatus for a couple of months and they let me have that break or whatever. And I was just going to focus on my coaching business. And I'd even said, if it doesn't work in, if, if in these three months, I do not get any result with all the work that I put in, I'm going to lock up shop. This wasn't my journey. And 
ironically, obviously, you know, COVID happened and we were forced into the situation and I was like, okay, okay, I'm not going to be down about this. I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to use it in the way that I had said. And I did. And I, it wasn't even a month and I had gotten more sales in that month than I had all year, you know, as you know, you're having coaching as a side hustle. And that happened. And I spoke to Dwayne about it, my husband, and he was like, sounds like you're doing the right thing. And then obviously I've just been building, building, investing in um, support and, you know, getting coaching myself from various different um, specialists, experts. And it's just been the most wonderful thing to have done. And, you know, so I've been obviously pro lockdown because for me, it allowed me to focus on my business as well as have time with those two, but you know, more so, <laughs> more so focus, <laughs> totally selfish. Yeah. Totally yeah. Selfish. More so focus on my business. No, in my heart of hearts, this is 100 million percent what I am supposed to do. And it's just gorgeous that you're in that space now yourself, especially because, you know, where was Spain? Spain was September last year, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And now we're almost a year on and you've had that time. You've done all this amazing work on yourself and you've got to a point where it's like Pilates all the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, I I agree with you on the, the COVID situation. I mean, again, maybe believing in fate, you know, it was dealt to me as an opportunity to kind of have this time and use it wisely in terms of investing in myself, working out what my purpose is, and then setting myself goals and being productive with the time I've got. Um, That's not to say I might have to still, you know, work in the corporate space for a bit for a while, and I'm I'm okay with that, I'm happy with that. But, you know, I, I have you know, a, a focus and things to work on. And, you know, there's lots of learning opportunities I'm going to take up to develop mm-hmm. myself in the wellness space as well. Um, still need to build up that client base. I mean, that never ends, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's an ex- exciting time and I'm probably at the start of a long but exciting journey that's probably going to give me a lot personally yeah um, I think yeah. what you say I think what you say about like going if, if you do need to go back to the corporate world it's okay but I think it is okay once you know where you're going I think where a, um, a lot of us can get stuck is that oh but if I if I have a job and I'm trying to work on my you know my my business idea then that means that I'm taking a step back, but actually it's a step forward in order for you to do that. And the doors that can open are huge. You've got contacts, right? It's a work. And I'm trying to look at it as, you know, there could always be opportunities with these jobs. So through my last job, um, they were originally based in a WeWork office. And through that, I managed to establish a couple of um, classes at WeWork offices, that one and another one. and, you know, I, I think now things, you know, are going to change. The way we work is going to change. And my next corporate job might be still kind of working remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I have this wellness string to my bow. And maybe that is quite an attractive thing to businesses right now where wellness is really important. You know, being able to work remotely but also take time out and you know 
yeah time time out of your kind of working day is is also really important and yeah. so yeah maybe there's an opportunity there to kind of offer multiple skills or bring multiple things to the table it's, it's, it's exactly that it's thinking laterally so I think I think we can wrap it up there Kate but thank you so much obviously for doing this but before you go <laughs> yeah and also send me chocolates um, actually no you can't even send me chocolates that's the funny thing because I'm losing weight and it's working oh, no. Oh, no 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 you can't actually send me I'll tell you what I, I look forward to your chocolates I'll give you a goal maybe my goal is September so you, you can prepare some for September Okay, celebrate with chocolates. Celebrate with some chocolates, yeah. Okay. You undo all the work. Yeah, definitely stick to your goals. <laughs> really the bunch of chocolates. But I wanted to, before you go, I wanted to ask you, I know you're still on your self-development journey. We all are. You know, you're obviously in a different um, place than you were last year and the year before. What piece of advice or what have you learned that's been your best nugget what what can you say about the self-development journey for other people who are either on it or you know a a few steps behind where you are for instance you know what what kind of I don't Um, know words of wisdom I think one of the key things for me is surrounding yourself with good people Mm. um so that maybe kind of people in your personal life who are kind of always there for you to pick you up when you're down or give you a hug and encourage you um and then people who can really help you evolve, um, especially, you know, in a career um, standpoint. You know, people who maybe have been through that experience or going through that experience um, can offer you advice or mentor you or just somebody to bounce like ideas and things off. It's really important, I think, um, because you there's always highs and lows, personal and uh, working life. And I think that I think is probably my top, top tip. Um, and then just making sure you check in with yourself every so often and make sure you're, you haven't strayed away from your goals or what's important. Um, and you're honest with yourself as well, because I think with the chocolate business for me, I was really just ignoring the kind of the finance side of it in terms of, you know, was it actually generating the returns that I needed to kind of survive, I guess, um, you know, which, you know, ultimately is an important thing. Um, I think, yeah, so checking in on what, yeah, the reality is and whether you're still getting what you need from what you're doing um, and just kind of re-evaluating everything so you remain on course for, yeah. for, and being being prepared to adapt and shift when you need to. Yeah, that's definitely a big one, isn't it? Especially now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kate. I shall see you obviously on the other side. I appreciate you doing yeah. this. See you tomorrow. All right, take care. Thank you. Great speaking. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Self Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review so that other people like you can find the show. For more tips and tricks, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching or visit my website to find out more about my coaching programs and how to work with me at franklycoaching.com. Talk to you soon.